the marinade. There's no O in marinade. Let's try it one more time. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the marinade. Marrow. Marrow. Marinade. Bone marinade. The marinade. The marinade. With Jason Earl. Welcome to Marinade Moments, the show where I tell stories from a life well attended. On this episode, I'm going to tell the story, as best I remember it, of the Hard Knock Life Tour, featuring DMX, Method Man and Red Man, and Jay-Z, on April 8th, 1999, my senior year in high school at Tampa, Florida's Sundome. DMX's celebrity and impact on culture at that time is hard to overstate. Uh, he was everywhere in the late 90s, because he was so different from everything else that was happening in popular music. Hip-hop was king at the time, and looking back... You know, we can now see how wildly diverse it was creatively. Listen to Jay-Z and then dial up Outkast. Spend some time with the first two Nas records, then sit down with Juvenile's 400 Degrees. These albums were all being released when my friends and I were in high school. And with all its intended uh, curiosity and tumult, we were an almost entirely white middle-class group of people being raised in a bigoted, closed-off environment. And so hip-hop was more than just a sonic gateway. It was a cultural catapult. So for us, you know, Outkast, Goody Mob, and the Artists of No Limit sounded more like the, the world we inhabited. DMX was something very different, right? So we could connect to Outkast and Goody Mob because they were so quintessentially Southern. DMX was something different. He had, he had one foot rooted in the Christianity, which was a dominant force in our own culture, yet he rapped about things like necrophilia which was terrifying but yet we blared it at parties we had clumsy sexual experiences uh, with those records as the soundtrack and tried to square our surroundings with the pull of the sounds coming from our truck speakers we partied in the woods around bonfires drinking natty light and keeping each other abreast of possible cop movements via cb radio all the while these artists playing in the background on this night, our celebration was a little more organized. Four of us, Brian, Blaine, Dave, and I, made our way to Tampa to see our heroes. The lineup lined up in order of our interests at the time. So DMX opened and was everything. Method Man and Red Man were not far behind in line for our affections, and uh, they sandwiched X with the headliner Jay-Z. We all loved Jay-Z, don't get me wrong, but the rest of the bill was a bigger draw, in my mind at least, for us at the time. This may f sound foreign to folks now because, you know, X is no longer with us tragically. Method Man's star has maybe somewhat faded. And I wonder how many folks under 30 even know who Red Man is, much less recognize him as a pillar of 90s hip hop. Jay-Z is, of course, Beyonce's husband and a mogul in his own right. But in 1999, you know, Mr. Carter may have been the bigger name internationally, but DMX was it. And that's how it played out live. Rarely, if ever, in the intervening 24 years have I seen a single person command a crowd that large with such skill the way DMX did on April 8th, 1999. The Sundome's an arena. They play basketball games there. This one voice pacing back and forth, yelling his trademark phrases and barks, reciting that famous prayer from his record with the spotlight down on him with all the rest of the lights out. Looking back, the whole thing was kind of weird, I guess, but... The performance was jarring in a way that our brains could only comprehend at the time as inspirational. 
Method Man and Red Man followed and provided some much-needed comic relief after a heavy yet powerful set. I can't confirm that Capadonna, the unofficial, maybe now official, 10th member of the Wu-Tang Clan, came out with him, but that's what my brain wants to remember. What I recall for sure after checking in with the other guys as well is how much fun that set was. Um, and that, you know, while Jay-Z's set wasn't the best, he, he came out drunk and said so, there were still some highlights. Uh, ja Rule, he now of Fire Festival fame, uh, who it may be hard to believe was huge at the time, came out for Can I Get a to enthusiastic participation from the crowd. Uh, it was one of the biggest hits in the world at the time. And, you know, it was just really cool to see it done with, with everybody that's on the track. My friends and I were fortunate we could cobble together the money to attend this piece of history. And as I look back, all three of those guys are still my friends. Uh, one of them I chat with almost daily. In fact, I just got a text message that may have come through on the audio there. A lot of these things, uh, a lot of things brought us together, right? Sports, girls, other genres of music, but hip hop played a huge role in our coming of age. For me, it was a big influence on a stilted yet budding writer. It was also a way to help me see perspectives I otherwise would not have been able to access. 24 years later, I still cherish whatever memories remain from our opportunity to take part in this piece of hip-hop history. If you enjoyed this Marinade moment, please make sure you subscribe to the Marinade on your podcast app and follow us on social media. Check out our feature episodes of The Marinade with Jason Earl on the same feed and at marinadepodcast.com. Consider joining our Patreon community if you can swing it for just two bucks a month at patreon.com slash marinadepodcast. You can get exclusive content like our shows, What We're Getting Down On, and Jason's Journey. Until next time, go out and create something. Cheers, y'all.